Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Hey everybody, thanks a lot for hanging around. Well, I guess you're not hanging around, this is the first show. This is the intro to the show, Jason. This is what we gotta do. It's Dr. Homebrew. What's going on, everybody? Uh, the the month is May, the time is now. We're talking about homebrewing. We're talking about homebrew and uh, you know, all the hashtags encompassing those uh, things. My name is JP, and with me, of course, is Brian and Brian. Welcome, Brian. What's a, what's a hashtag? Um, it's like the pound sign, but um, but it's different now. Hashtag Brian, hashtag second Brian, hashtag council of Brian's. Yeah, man, something like that. Let's just go yeah. ahead and do that. You know, you guys okay. all vaccinated? Can we uh, can we demask here? <laughs> uh, well, you can get a computer virus, and that's actually speaking yeah. of speaking of COVID. It's not really speaking of COVID, but uh, oh yeah. By the way, if you're listening live on Facebook or watching live or whatever you're doing on Facebook, if you have questions. Uh, about the beers we're we're trying, or even just home brewing question in general, and you don't want to wait for uh, for Brew Strong. Uh, you know, put it in the chat, maybe we'll get to it. Um, so yeah, I'm vaccinated, and like a couple weeks ago, I went to a party. I went to my nephew's baby shower, and oh. uh, yeah, it was neat. It was outside, um, but it was like a mix of vaccinated, unvaccinated people. And originally I had like semi vax. Yeah. Like I had like double mass and I'm like outside and I'm like, I'm talking to people who I know for a fact are vaccinated. And I'm like, okay, I need to take baby steps, baby steps. It's like I'm Bill Murray. And what about Bob? It's, I got to take baby steps to the door. So I took my masks off. Cause I'm talking to like my brother and I think someone else. And I know they were vaccinated. I'm like, okay, great. And then my nephew comes over and I'm not sure if he's vaccinated. I don't think. And, and then later on I realized he's not, but like we're talking, but I'm still trying to stay away from people. My other nephew comes up. I know he's not vaccinated because he's giving me a bunch of shit about vaccines and stuff. He's like, I'll, I'll go get it right now, man. Are you going to take me? I'm like, no, I'm not going to take you, but I'll tell you exactly where to go. I'll look on my phone right now. He's like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll probably get it. I'm like, you're, you're dumb. Stop being stupid. Anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll probably wear a seatbelt going home. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's the kind of, I play it fast and loose, man. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so I'm like, okay, whatever. And I haven't seen the kid in like a year and a half. So I'm like, I, I held my breath. I gave him a hug. <laughs> I held my breath. Mm. I gave my other nephew a hug. And I was like, I, all right, that, that's it. So like five days ago, I start not feeling well. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm like just freaking out. Because, you know, even though it's it, it would be statistically impossible, I, I would have more chance of winning the lottery and then having my testicles explode with the process of getting all the lottery winnings, right? Like just, they would just burst. Then like I would get in COVID. It cancels the, out, what, the other out there. I mean, right? If you win the lottery, but you have no balls. It's true. I can buy them. Um, yeah, good but, point. But in sort of coincided, Brian, you picked up beer from me. Um <laughs> It was super windy. So I'm yeah. like, okay, this has got to be just uh, just allergies because out here it's super bad. The wind is just nonstop. And um, I felt like shit, and then I started feeling worse, but I never had a fever. And I'm like, I got the ear thermometer. I'm like digging into my ear every 20 minutes. Like my <laughs> ear canals are sore because that's how like loopy I get about dumb stuff. Poke it down deeper. I gotta yeah, get a like, I gotta reading. just you yeah. know because the doctor's like, well, look, you gotta do three times in one ear because it's a plus or minus one degree yeah. on that thing. I'm like, yeah, Jiminy Christmas. So anyway, <laughs> I I was like, I, I'm like taking Benadryl and then so I'm sleeping and then I'm waking up and I'm tired and I'm like I'm fatigued. I'm tired, but oh, I no. still have my taste. Still have all the. So it's just very calm. Anyway. Um, la last night I registered to get a, uh, COVID test and I, so I got my first ever COVID test this morning huh? and of wow. course I woke up and I felt perfectly fine. Like I feel great now. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, how'd you do? Did you pass your test? I don't know yet, oh. but better believe I'm refreshing my fucking email every hour. Like waiting for, uh. <laughs> waiting for the response. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know. That's been my like hell for the past four days is just like being doped up on Benadryl and um fucking uh anxiety medication um and then like giving myself basically a fever but i never had a fever this is a weird i don't know whatever yeah i'm I here mean, bill bill maher got it you know 
all these uh, these personalities out there, just it's going around. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess. Um, I mean, not that you're on a level with Bill Maher or anything. Yeah. Uh, no, hey, I'd take yeah. Bill Maher money. He, That's fine. He's fully vaxxed. He got it. Yeah, but you know what, JP, you've been so isolated for so long because you you really have been just like in your house for yeah. like a year. I, t- I take so it just, very seriously. Yeah, yeah. So being around anyone, I bet your immune system is working at like you know thirty percent capacity, and all it <laughs> yeah. takes is someone to have like the common cold or the flu, or if there's kids, like my my daughter's pediatrician used to refer to the stuff they got as just the yuck mm. because there's like a hundred different viruses they can get and. Yeah, they're over it in two days, but it takes yeah. you like a week to, to to get better. I mean, I don't Probably even just allergies don't, with all yeah, this crazy. Yeah, I think it was just allergies. Yeah. Supposedly, like grass allergies are super bad this year, and it's just like uh, whatever. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's just that's my that's been my my hell. So today's the first day that I feel really good. Um, I think either I'm used to the allergies or I don't have COVID anymore. So there's that. Whew. Yeah. Anyway, Zach, it's like your your booster shot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Zach, welcome Dude, to the show, you man. You are so COVID-free. Sorry. Hey, guys. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thanks hey. for joining us. You have a an American porter. Porter, yes. I applaud that because uh, it's rare that we get just a standard American porter. Now, I have a, an initial yeah. question about your brew. Did you sanitize and clean your brewing equipment using uh, uh, Star San and PPW by chance? <laughs> Uh, no. Oh, oh. oh. oh no. How do I kick him out? Let's go. Let me, I'm just going to mute. Okay. Zach, you're muted now. So oh, you can't, God. you can't, I'm just kidding. Oh shit. I actually don't uh, know how to unmute well, you. Yes. Uh, unmute yourself, no, Zach. Yeah, Apparently you have to unmute yourself, even though I was just goofing off. He's goofing. There we go. All right. Dude, I was just goofing I just, around. I Sorry, did, man. I did. I was trying to be sly, and that just epically failed. Oh, uh, you did great. My bad. I no. should have caught it. Don't worry about it. It's all good, man. Uh, thank you, Brian Cooper, for the re- the uh, the reminder. Uh, yes, of course. How do we forget about cleaning and sanitizing? It is the number one and two things you got to be doing to make great homebrew uh, at uh, at home in your garage or uh, you know wherever you live at your parents' house. Who knows? Who knows what you guys are getting up to? But clean and sanitize with Five Star Chemicals. Go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn it better than I can ever tell you, which I know is a shock uh, because uh, I am pretty much the penultimate communicator guy, person, face. So anyway, check it out, fivestarchemicals.com. They make the show available um, for you. They believe in the show. They believe in us, even though they don't really know who we are. They just, no, I'm kidding. Um, so you should believe in us too. Yeah, and then you should believe in Five Star. So fivestarchemicals.com. All right. Uh, and people do have a choice when they clean and sanitize. We, we're out to make a few converts. If you if you true. haven't tried it before, just go for it. Give it yeah. a give it a whirl. I used to use iota four and like just hot water, and that was all I used. I didn't have any cleaning solution when I first started brewing. And for a while, it worked fine because that was a brand new fermenter. But after a while, stuff happens. You know, it so, really do, man. Guess who's converted? There you go. Thank you, Zach. Thank I remember redemption. Four, unfortunately. Yeah, gone are the days of stained plastic uh, tubing. Anyway, Zach, American Porter. Um, is this your first time brewing an American Porter, my friend? No. No. Is this something done you've, it a few times. you've done it a few times? All right. I love yeah. Porter, and it's usually like whenever we see a Porter on the show, it's usually like full of shit. It's like jalapenos or chocolate or whatever, right? So it's nice right. to get just like, I'm assuming... By your label, it's not full of shit. It's just it's not 20A shit, no. American Porter. I don't know the last Porter. time I've had a straight American Porter. I'm trying to think, like, it must have been Anchor Porter or maybe Sierra Nevada Porter, like, two, three years ago. Nobody makes it. Anchor Porter is what got me to love Porter. Yes, nice, nice. Anchor Porter is really amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yes. Uh, all right, well... Uh, you've done this a few times, so we're looking to dial in the recipe, I imagine, or just give general yeah. feedback. Yep. All right. Feedback, dial in. Uh, Brian Shar, why don't you go oh. ahead and, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, my friend, since you're, uh, you look like Madonna today with the headset on. Wow. Except yeah. the little thing near my mouth is like, you know, not yeah. super invisible and whatever. Well, put and your, pa- I have a put, lot less hair. Yeah. Put your pants on. No one will see the little thing by your mouth. <laughs> Well, I'm not putting my pants on for okay. this show or anything else, so that's not going to happen. Uh, Zach, are you in a homebrew club? Nope. Fly solo. 
And I love that you are behind you uh, for people that are listening to the podcast later. It looks like your brewing area. Yep, my garage. Very cool. Uh, where where are you from? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Very nice. Well, uh, now that we've gotten all that stuff out of the way so that people can steal your identity <laughs> yeah. uh, or whatever right. other stuff people might do. Have at go it. Ahead. <laughs> what, what is the last four digits of your social? Do you have that handy? Uh, one, two, three, four, I think. Nice. Okay, good, good. Love right, write that down, JP. Uh, so I, I like this beer a lot, and for the same a lot of a lot of the reasons that JP said, you know, you just don't get a regular American porter that much these days. Uh, and you know, it was tasty, and I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, aroma, uh, thought it was very rich and inviting. It was chocolatey, uh, low roast. I got a little bit of a Venice character to it, low esters, sort of a low woody, earthy hop character, but. You know, it, it, everything melded really well. It was a 10 out of 12 for aroma. Uh, appearance, 3 out of 3. It's uh, very dark brown, but it's one of those that until you hold it up to the light, right, oh, this, is, this is black, but it's like Jason's cat. You know, Jason, this is black cat, and he was out. I, I was picking up beer from him the other day, and, you know, it's in the sunlight. Your cat's, like, really brown. Uh, and it's the same type of thing like with uh, with this porter. It looks really nice. Very clear as far as you can determine. Uh, the head is medium and settles to a low, really long-lasting tan head. So that, that was real nice. Uh, flavor. Initially, the flavor was uh, dark malt, uh, followed by some lingering medium fruitiness. Uh, and it tasted like more of a malt origin fruitiness than a, than a yeast ester. And when you get to your, your recipe later, I'm curious. I'm guessing Special B, but we'll find out. Uh, no, <laughs> yes, we no will. Hop, <laughs> there's no hop flavor, really. That's fine for this beer, but it's not supposed to be a hop flavor showcase. Uh, medium hop bitterness uh, kind of comes up the balance in mid-palate. Uh, the malt is roasty and kind of dark bread crust bready, which is real nice. Finish is long and balanced. Uh, it's well attenuated. I see th- this is the uh, for people in the Bay Area, and I'm holding up the back of the score sheet. There's a judge named Roger. That this is like the common when, when you when you run out of room and you start writing on the back, you're doing a Roger. Uh, there's something to me that's a little. It's very slight, and that's why I kind of wrote this at the end. It's not hard. It's it's not dominant, but I get almost a slight burned or rubbery flavor. Uh, hmm. that kind of go as, as it warms up and it's, I get it toward the beginning and it kind of goes away a little toward mid palate and it, it could just be me or it, it could be something. I, I don't know. Uh, but 12 out of 20 for flavor, uh, mouthfeel five out of five, uh, definite warming. I wrote this, this is, I, I judged uh, the beers for this show in the next show about three hours ago. And I haven't had anything to eat since then either. <laughs> this this is kind of the first beer that I have when I'm judging and I haven't eaten for a while. I always end up writing down definite warming. I wonder why that is. <laughs> uh, medium to high body, uh, medium carbonation, uh, no astringency. Uh, I don't know that it's creamy, but I don't know that it needs to be. So, you know, five out of five. Uh, overall impression, I uh, gave it seven out of 10 for a total of 37, uh, which is very good. Uh, I like this beer a lot. Uh, I think it really uh, hits the mark in a lot of ways. Uh, but there are a couple of things that I would kind of take a look at. First, the fruitiness seemed a little high to me, and it seemed like it was more of a malt fruitiness. I, I don't know, and we'll, we'll talk about it later. If it's a malt fruitiness, that's simply a, a recipe thing that you can kind of deal deal with in the recipe. If it was from maybe lack of temp control or yeast variety or something. I uh, definitely want to try to keep this uh, or like any ale yeast in its, uh, in its happy range where it's not going to go out and generate too many, uh, uh, too many fruity flavors. And then the, uh, this sort of burned slash rubbery flavor, you know, that can come from a, several sources. Uh, weirdly, in my experience, brown malt uh, tends to taste real rubbery. I don't, Maybe it's just me, but it, that that can be a recipe issue. Uh, the you know, burned flavor can often come from pouring an adjunct like a sugar into the kettle while it's still being fired, and you know, they, you can kind of scorch at the bottom. Uh, 
but sometimes if it's sat in the fermenter a little bit too long, you get kind of that rubbery, soy saucy uh, flavor just from the old yeast. And it has to be a while. It's not like, oh, my God, it's been 15 days. I'm going to have soy sauce and rubber in my beer. No, it has to be like a month or two for that to happen. Uh, but overall, like I said, I really I liked it. You know, I'm going to finish. This is pretty much finishing up the bottle that I judged earlier. Uh, I'm going to pretty much just drink the rest of this while uh, Cooper is giving his uh, his analysis. So thank you for sharing. Yep, there cheers. Thanks. Cool. Hi, right, Cooper. Um, yeah, the bottle had a nice, you know, good fill, uh, good good hiss upon opening. And uh, in the aroma, I got a uh, cleanly roasted malt notes with dark chocolate and medium roast coffee. Uh, not burned, uh, medium citrusy, resiny hop. Um, I probably, I think I got a little more hop than Brian did. I, you, you kind of have to dig for it under that, the richness of the dark malts, but it seems like it's fairly well hopped to me. Um, and th- you know, you can have, you can go a little higher in the hops for an American, anything, you know, <laughs> how the Americans are. Uh, but, um, yeah, the medium, low fruity esters. I'm not getting any DMS or diacetyl. It seems really cleanly fermented and nicely conditioned and bottled and packaged. There's no oxidation. So that's great. Um, a rich dark brown color, as Brian said, you can, you know, I'm pouring in a little smaller sample glass. It's, you can see through the corners really well and see that it's actually nice and clear, uh, at the corners. And uh, the head is nicely formed, mostly finer bubbles and creamy looking. It persists quite nicely, uh, kind of a low uh, tan color, uh, you know, starts low and kind of just stays low and hangs in there with you as you're sipping it. So, yeah, I gave full points for appearance as well. <clears throat> like Brian, a 10, 10 for aroma, which was really nice, and three for appearance. <laughs> We're matching up pretty well. Nice. Um, it comes in in the flavor. It comes in with a firm maltiness across the palate first. Uh, I'm getting more of a dark dark chocolate element in there. Um, somewhat roasty, a little a little bit of maybe kind of burnt dark malt in the flavor, as as can be expected. The porter can have a little bit of a, a burnt essence to it. Um, I'm getting resiny hops, kind of medium medium low, and with medium bitterness. Um, maybe pushing toward medium high a little bit. It's with the, with the dark malts, you know, kind of complementing that hop bitterness, but it's not a massively hop bitter beer. It's definitely a combination here. So um, that's actually nice. Um, it's playing well with the, the bitterness. Um, the, yeah, so the clean ale fermentation. Um, it stops short of, of being really burnt, uh, but it's quite roasty for the style. I would say, um, the balance is definitely somewhat to the malt and the finish is nice and dry. So that roast kind of hangs out in the aftertaste. Um, it's again, clean, no off flavors. I see it, Roger writes his, his extra comments on the, on the back of the score sheet. I write them in, you know, just wherever I can. And I jam them in um, this, the edges of the score sheet where you're not really supposed to write, but these aren't going to be seen by anybody. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing we brought it up guys. <laughs> There's definitely some smooth, <laughs> sweet alcohol here. Well, I don't want to forget to say anything that that I, you know, yeah. that I caught about this. No, beer. I got you. Um, I got you. I got you. Kind of a um, uh, has kind of a cream, uh, coffee and cream like impression actually too, which is kind of interesting and and enjoyable in a way. It's like a, little, you know, it's it's a fun little lot of flavors going on for sure. It's it's a, it's kind of amped up, I guess you could say. Um, Mouthfeel-wise, medium-bodied with medium carbon dioxide, slight warming, a bit creamy, smooth, no obvious astringency or slickness. Um, getting kind of a slight oily or viscous kind of character in the beer. And if, you know, Brian was guessing ingredients of special B, I don't know if I got any special B, but I like, is there like some some oats or something in there that's giving kind of a creamy, smooth mouthfeel impression there? And despite the dryness, it's just kind of uh, oily, viscous seeming um maybe more than it actually is body wise so i don't know yeah i'm really interested to hear what your your grain bill is too yeah uh, four for four for mouthfeel go ahead no 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 go ahead i'm sorry i thought you were yeah. uh i thought you wrapped um, up there buddy apologize okay i i still haven't even I, i'm just starting on overall impression here but but uh, i wanted to say four for mouthfeel four to five and i gave 14 out of 20 for flavor um 
We'll see if my math adds up, actually. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, overall, it's a very, very nicely brewed American porter that's hitting a lot of the right notes. Uh, it's quite hoppy, but still a pleasant and 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 pretty well to style. To me, it tastes like an amped up version of like a Black Butte porter from uh, Portland or, or you know Oregon, <laughs> not Portland. I think it's uh, what is it Bend mm-hmm. uh, with some uh, terrible beer. It tastes tastes pretty fresh. Um, you know. Uh, what, but it come I over there and fight you, JP. Dude, no, uh, Black Butte Porter is awful. I can't do it. It's too fruity. It's I don't like it. So yeah, how dare you disparage like ten, Zach's beer like that? I haven't had it in like 10 years, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm going to go over and fight you anyway. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Don't buy it. So, this, uh, I would not say that ever. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's got, it tastes like a, a clone of that, maybe some modifications, perhaps alternate grains or something going on, um, using it to give it that kind of different mouthfeel. Um, you might back off the hops a little bit and the darkest malt just a touch uh, for a little smoother balance. But always oh, nice job. It's it's nicely fermented, really cleanly um, fermented there. Um, and so, yeah, I give it eight out of ten for overall impression, and I'll end at a thirty-nine for this one. I'm just a couple points above Brian, but. I did really like the beer, and I think it, it deserves that. There's there's not a lot you can fault it for. It's mainly just little balance issues, uh, but not big issues at that. So thanks for sharing. It's really good. Yep. Thank you. Right on. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of echo what everybody's saying. Uh, Brian Shar was saying, you know, uh, <clears throat> rubber or whatever. I see what you're getting at, Brian. It, to me, it tastes like a little bit of yeast autolysis kind of a thing, like in my dark beers, I I get this same similar flavor if it's just hanging on the yeast a little bit too long, and I don't know what that you know is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see like a special beer, like a, some sort of like heavier caramel malt. Um, yeah, there is there is that mid palate thing that uh, hopefully we can we can clear up a little bit uh, a little bit today. But yeah, this is a, a very good beer. It's very very smooth, and um, those chocolate notes hit pretty good. I get some banana bread. And I'm not necessarily like love that you said it now I'm getting that. Like I'm not necessarily <laughs> loving the banana bread. Um so I I think that there may be some fermentation things happening a little bit that maybe don't need to be for an American porter. Um but anyway, I just wanted to throw my two. Every once in a while I like to I like to jump in and pretend I know what I'm talking about. So Zach, right. let's go over your recipe um and we'll we'll start there. Alright. Yeah, it's um just a little over five gallon badge. Uh, 14 pounds, two row American, uh, one pound crystal lady, one pound pale chocolate, half a pound chocolate malt, six ounces of roasted barley. And that's the grain bill. Hmm. And then perhaps it's just East Kent Goldings, two ounces at 60 and then one ounce at five minutes. What was the grain again? I apologize. Two row roasted barley, two row crystal lady. Crystal 80, uh, pale yeah. chocolate, chocolate, okay. and roast barley. Maybe too much roast barley. Well, I think it's too, I think Crystal eighty is too high. Too high. I think I don't know. I mean, I've always I've always sort of learned. Well, not always. I don't know what the fuck that means. I always sort of learned. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. Somewhere midway along my brewing, I always I, I I picked up somewhere that you you sort of blend your two crystals. Like so, if you want an eighty sort of you know component, like a darker crystal, you need those rounder, sweeter crystal flavors to sort of, you know, make it a whole thing. So like maybe go crystal 15 and a crystal 40. So you get those okay. sweeter, lighter crystals also, instead of just that, here's that crystal 80. Big because pound of 80. Yeah, and you say that, you say crystal 80, and it does sort of smell like a sack of crystal 80. It's like, it's right there. So I don't know. I think, um, again, like anything, it's easy to say once... Once you say the thing, then it's like, oh, well, now I can. You oh, know. Yeah. There it is. Uh, I really <laughs> like how many, the, how many uh, pounds of Crystal 80, did you say? 1,200. One. Oh. Okay. Yeah, 1,200. I really One like pound. the blending of the, the, the dark uh, chocolate and the lighter, the pale chocolate. You know, the regular chocolate with the pale chocolate makes a nice blend and gives some fullness on that end of things, yeah. too. Kind of like JP's talking about with crystals, you know, you can yeah. blend yeah. things and get the, the, the whole is better than the, the sum of its parts or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> The sum of the parts is whole of the better. My whole is a sum of parts. Yeah, that's what it is. No, you got it. And what about yeah, what, what yeast? Uh, yeast? Yeast. I used Imperial Darkness. 
uh, 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 the imperi- uh, imperial? Yeah. imperial, imperial, and it's called darkness. The dark, the one that okay. comes in the can. No, not no, anymore. Pouch. Yeah, they switched pouch a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, uh, did you make a starter? Yeah. Okay. And then, how long fermentation? What was your fermentation schedule? I believe I fermented at sixty-four degrees. It was probably in the keg, fourteen days. Okay. What did your ABV come out at on that one? Higher than I expected. <laughs> my efficient. <laughs> All right. Uh, Damn. Welcome. My, it was my day off and uh, my wife was working. I was like, oh, I'll meet you for lunch. So I got it in the mash tun, went for lunch, came back. It was two hours later. It's like, ah, and now my efficiency's <laughs> higher. And so it's so your, wife, it's your like wife's fault. 7.6%. Yeah, it's oh. beefy. <laughs> wow. I, I okay, didn't get so that. I wouldn't have gotten it, that. It wasn't just me not having eaten for a while <laughs> while I felt warming. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. it can go up to yeah. 1070, so it's not that, you know, it, it can go to, like, you know, well, six and a half, but yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah, want to go. It's like uh, eight points higher than what I I, yeah, I mean, so. I, I wonder if that if that sort of accounts for the... Some sweetness or something. Well, not even that, yeah. but like the, the egregious flavor profile of the Crystal 80. You know, because okay. Crystal Lady can get like you crystally, but then you get the husky thing and you get the whatever. So like if you're if it was sitting in the mash tun for a long time, just uh, cycling or whatever, maybe the overconversion sort of extracted a little bit too much. I don't know. Yeah, it was like two hours in the mash tun. Yeah, but maybe it doesn't matter because at some point it doesn't. I've I've read it's like 15, 20 minutes into the mash and all your conversions Full happen. Conversion. Yeah. You just have to right. wait for yeah, the starches to become, or the sugars to become soluble and like whatever. That's what you're waiting for. So whatever. But um personally I would I would I would tackle the, the crystal malt faction. Yeah. Okay. It's a little I don't know. I don't know what this means when I'm moving my hand in a quarter I turn you. counterclockwise. I get it though. Yeah, you get, get it. it right? you're, ta- you're tackling it. You're tackling it with your hand. Yeah. Shea Comfort from uh, Morber used to just, he would just rub his hands together. They'd go like, for like everything. And then make a fist and rub it on a flat hand. He'd go, you know, and you go, oh yeah, for sure. I have no idea. But somehow that sign language sort of works. I don't know, but they get the the thing. So the quarter turn it. is mine. Yeah. Do you have any questions? I, I would definitely for yeah, the, back off the alcohol a little bit. Just And you yeah. could have you could have probably blended it back with a little more water in the end of the boil when your side of the gravity was that high and just kind of dial it back it's not going to hurt right. it that much you know no you can always adjust at the end of the boil one way or the other if you have a you know a refractometer it's a nice little toy at that point in your bruise and you're brewing yeah. um yeah what was the um og nathan when the chat wants to uh wants to know nathan, chat wants to know. it was 1071 1071 nate i hope you uh i hope that makes you feel FG good it was 1014 that's a pretty good crash, dude. That's a it did 60 some yeah. points, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good efficiency. Yeah. Man, I'd be happy with that FG if my if I started at like 1058. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> man, you're like, "Damn. What the I fuck?" I mean, it's, it's well attenuated. Yeah. 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 It just it does sort of dry out, and I wonder if it is like an astringent thing. But then again, I would never have known how you told me that. So, uh, Zach, do you have any qu- do you have any questions for the doctor's homebrew or Nate in the chat? I, mean, I don't know. Uh, no, I think you guys hit everything. Hell yeah, perfectly. Like your, your your water was good. I think what you did with your water. Do you just use your own water? What's it like there? Yeah, it's tap water. I haven't tested it in a long time, but it's um, it's. I don't know. It's pretty light. Um, I just Great added lakes a little. Water. Um, <laughs> it's see-through. It's clear. It's river water. Yeah, it's clear. River I added a little <laughs> calcium chloride to this one. Actually, um, I didn't. I didn't get any chlorophenol or anything out of it. So yeah, the the your water is good. Yeah, we have pretty good water to start from. Yeah. It's a little alkaline, which actually works well with the darker style of beer. But yeah. I didn't add any acid. I just added a little bit of calcium chloride. Nice. Okay, yeah, I think that accented your sweetness a little bit, and it turned out pretty nice. So, yeah. keep on dialing in if you want to rebrew this one and and dial it in even better. We can get it up to a forty or forty-five. You know, <laughs> right on. 
Yeah, uh, definitely. If you uh, if you rebrew it, let us know, man. Send it back in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Zach. Well, that's it, man. We'll let you split. All right. I appreciate you guys. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, man. Thanks for Thank sharing. For yeah. Thanks for coming on it. and shipping all these beers to various locations and all of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. All right, later, man. Take care. Cheers. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna drink more beer on Doctor Homebrew. Everybody, hang on. We'll be right back. Now, back to the examination. Hey, thanks for hanging around, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. We are back, and we're talking with Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. You know, just talking homebrew and, uh, you know, having a good time for once. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, You have sent in an English porter. This is the porter show, and, uh, you know... Look, we don't get a whole lot of porters. You know, every porter we get is usually just full of shit. You know what I mean? That's what I told. Not only uh, is it an English porter, it's a specialty English porter. That's what I told uh, Zach and, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, what is the uh, specialty part of your English porter, man? The specialty por- uh, part of it is a it is a caramel mocha, a salted caramel. I'm sorry, excuse me. Get it right. It is a <laughs> salted caramel mocha. English porter. Okay. Uh, like, by a coffee. Like a Starbucks drink. Yeah. Okay. I kind of. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually, uh, uh, the beans were actually specially roasted uh, by a company by the name of Iron Bean that I roasted it the day that I ordered and that particular flavor. Okay. So they add a flavoring to the beans, I imagine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they, then they uh, roast them. Salted caramel mocha, mocha English porter. Correct. So we should get. A little bit of maybe some cocoa, some chocolate, but definitely some caramel, but light caramel because of the salt. Maybe sort of would clean it up, and that's the interesting. Okay. All right. All that that flavor comes from the beans. That's right. Okay. So you didn't add any – there's no caramel. I mean, we've already judged it. You can tell. No caramel, no added salt. It's just whatever came in the beans. Yeah. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. kind of a cool way to do something. It's simple. But yet complex. <laughs> it it can definitely work, but it can also backfire too because of the the oils. I've always read like maybe it'll kill head retention, but I mean, looking at your beer now, it's not really. Right. I mean, it's pretty decent. So yeah. anyway, let's the, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Cooper, let's go ahead and uh, do your thing, man. I was doing a little glass rinse. Is the balance of the beans going to be right for this to make this mm. stand up to the recipe? That is the question. All right. Um, had a nice. Um, well, I think one of the bottles had a slightly high fill. I didn't really check this one, but it was well. It was it was fine. It was you know, uh, quarter to half an inch from the top, almost almost up to the little, uh, the ridge there. <laughs> My fills are a little lower, but maybe I'm just a low filler. I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess that maybe that can keep uh, some people with fill it all the way up to the top. They don't want any oxygen in there. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it comes out fine. I don't. I don't prejudge it based on anything like that. But it was. It was fine. It would have passed muster. Uh, a light hiss upon opening. Um, so we're judging it as a 30A, which is a spice herb vegetable beer. And um, so I'm uh, getting into the nose. I'm getting a um, a spicy kind of a green pepper like quality jumping out in the in the nose up front. Um, but there's definitely coffee-like and roast behind that. Uh, some some light burnt dark malts, uh, kind of medium low. No obvious uh, hop. Um, I would. I'm getting a little caramel and molasses, and um, thinking. I'm digging for the you know the caramel is hinting at sweetness, but the you know the the roast and stuff is kind of pulling away from that a little bit. It's kind of a balancing act there. Um, there's, um, dark, kind of a dark caramel character to it, I guess with the, the coffee pulling it to get, uh, you know, towards that side, uh, seems like clean ale fermentation, no DMS or diacetyl, um, light esters only, um, and, uh, the pepper kind of lingers, but it's, it's, um, it seems to be diminishing as I get more other things in the beer. So 
but uh, it, it does. It does it, initially, it was a little stronger, and then it, it pulls back just a little bit. It's just kind of a, a fleeting, maybe uh, uh, kind of a volatile aroma that, that that starts going away as it sits in the glass. Um, Appearance-wise, uh, pretty nice, medium brown color with a low, uh, a lighter tan-colored head, um, finer bubbles mainly, and it persists for a, a moderate amount of time. It's um, it's uh, it's starting to fade a little bit, but uh, it does stick around for a fairly good time. Um, it's not perfectly clear. You can see through it, but there's maybe a tiny bit of haze, not too much. Um, and the flavor here is, okay, a lot less green pepper to me. It, it comes through uh, much more muted, and the style really shines um, a bit more in the flavor to me. Um, it was it, it's caramelly sweet, low coffee, some vanilla like notes playing off each other really pleasantly, um, and it finishes fairly sweet and almost like cream like. I want to say, I mean, it does have that like um, that creamy, rich, caramelly, creamy impression of a coffee drink, like a a fruity yeah coffee drink. Yeah, yeah, like a Starbucks, um, uh, you know, Jones. Like, yeah, sweet yeah. coffee. <clears throat> Low um, chocolatey. There's a bit in the aftertaste, mainly. Um, salt is is pretty restrained. If I'm, if I'm looking for salt, but uh, you know, as the way you explained it, that's that's maybe. I doubt they they. Well, I'm maybe they must have dumped some salt in that coffee to make it uh, to make it uh, <laughs> declare it as such. But um, yeah, the balance is definitely the malt. I'm not getting any flaws here. It's it's very clean. Uh, ale ale fermentation here, so yeah, nicely done. I did like the flavor uh, more than the aroma, I would say for sure. So um, mouthfeel wise, medium body, no obvious warmth at all. Um, it's not astringent. It does have a faint burn, maybe from the pepperiness, um, or I could be imagining that, but I've been known to just uh, grasp at straws and go in for something. So, okay, it's got a different, unique mouthfeel to it. Um. There's a little, maybe a little bit of astringency from the, the coffee, just a little bit of a, a roughness, a bite. Uh, medium, medium low CO2, um, but otherwise it's quite creamy and smooth drinking, really. Um, a cleanly brewed overall, uh, cleanly brewed, interesting beer uh, that expresses itself best in the flavor to me. Comes across like a, uh, a little more like a caramel latte with, with just tons of cream. And, and quite a bit of sugar, um, really pleasant, uh, good balance overall. And I get the, the, the declared style in there, the, the, you know, the English Porter, um, the base is, is nicely done and the coffee is blending well with it. I'd say I, I would, I would like a little more chocolatiness to, um, to be a good mocha. I think the caramel is definitely winning here. But um, it's so pleasant with that creamy character. You don't really care. Um, yeah, it's just so interesting when I come into the nose now. So I'll go back to the aroma again. And and that green pepper is almost gone now. It's going, you know, it, it, it's kind of fleeting. What The first initial pour, when you just dump it in there and just fluff it up and comes right at your nose like, oh, spicy, almost like jalapeno-like green pepper. And now it's just like a muted, like blanched, you know, basic green pepper in the background, you know. <laughs> I, I want to hear more about how you fluffed it up. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Just pour it as a judge. You pour it straight down the glass. And okay. Just, it just the the, the center the center the, pour in the glass. Okay, gotcha. The CO two comes out of suspension, pushes all these aromas up out of the beer into your nose, and you yeah. just several short sniffs, and you you get uh, a lot of different uh, notes there. So Char got a little yeah, excited for a second. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was a really pleasant uh, beer overall. I, I'm going to land it at 37 on this one. It's I think that, you know, the, I don't, honestly, I don't really care for a salted caramel, this, that so much, but it's, um, the, the caramel is really pleasant. There's not much salt there. If you're, if you're, I'm not detecting any real big saltiness in it, not that it needs to be big, but even to balance and the, just that the, the, the chocolatey element is a little bit light for, for mocha. So to me, it's almost like a, you know, declare it differently, just a, a, uh, a caramel latte English porter or something, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> to me, that's what it's kind of expressing like, but mm-hmm. I think it's really pleasant for what it is. It's just a fun beer and you did a good job with it. Obviously, you know what you're doing and 
it's clean. You know, really interested to hear what the the grain bill is when we get to that stuff too. And the, yeah, um, the yeast to use. But uh, let's listen to Brian's comments and hear what he has. To let's say listen. Too. Let's listen intently, everybody. And he might ask you some questions, so we get ready, Chris. Yeah, maybe. All right, Brian <laughs> Shar, go for it, dude. Something about Folgers crystals should be in here now, I think. But uh, so, Chris, uh, are you in the Homebrew Club? No, I'm not. You, you and Zach ought to get together and have a club. So where, where are you from, Chris? I'm from Elwood, Elwood, Indiana. Yeah, you guys are like it. Take college with the guy from Elwood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 we should probably have you guys like swap information. You guys could get together and brew sometime. That, that'd be pretty we're, cool. We're, we're like an hour and a half away from Pro- Is you catch up. See, I'm, we're doing some some brewing matchmaking right here. Some yeah. people can get together and brew together and help each other's uh, beer out here. So and they right. both like porters. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Indeed. This is like this is like a match made in beer heaven. But I, Chris, I thought this was a really smart combination because I was kind of going through the process of. Uh, whenever you're doing a specialty beer and you have a base beer and there's the whole thing about balance and, you know, it was a really smart thing to do to the English Porter because English Porter has caramel. That's one of the things that's a a flavor characteristic. And then coffee is really, coffee is tricky to work with in beer when it's done well, it's really good. And when it's not done well, it can just overwhelm everything, and you end up with like a, like a, like a mess. Uh, this I thought was really harmonious uh, overall, just as an introductory uh, statement here. Uh, you know, the aroma uh, gave it ten out of twelve. Aroma is medium chocolate, and I got a lot of hazelnut. Uh, mm. I doubt you put hazelnut in here, but I think it's just a combination of the different flavors, and it's just hard for me to not smell and taste hazelnut in here, which to me is kind of a miracle that I, I love hazelnut and, you know, we'll find out later on when you tell us your recipe, but man, to do that with uh, ingredients that aren't hazelnut is really cool. Uh, as it warms up, the hazelnut gets more pronounced. Uh, I get, you know, there's a definitely a, a coffee and mocha aroma, very inviting again, 10 out of, out of 12 uh, appearance. Uh, three out of three color is dark brown with ruby edges. It's not quite as dark as Zach's beer. <laughs> Zach is still sitting here listening. So I mean, yours is a little bit less, but that's fine. You know, these you beers don't mix them together and see what happens. Here, uh, you know? ooh, maybe later we will. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, but not not every dark beer has to look like Guinness, right? They can be it can be a porter and not have to be jet black it can be brown like this and in fact historically that they are just dark brown like this beer uh you know the head is medium but dissipates to a low level pretty quickly uh the sample is very clear uh so the oils and the coffee got to the head still gave it three out of three i think it's important just from the standpoint of judges that are listening to the show perhaps you know some of these things can get tricky when you're into specialty beers or experimental beers uh, and it, it, it can be hard when you're at the judging table to, oh, yeah, I need to read this style and that style. But when you read the Spicer Vegetable Guidelines, you know, they take into account that the oils in some of these things are going to affect the head and essentially tells you you shouldn't knock off points because the ingredient causes the head to not be – I mean, there's a little head here. You can see the ed- You can see the edge here for – uh, uh, people listening to the podcast, I'm holding the glass up, and you can see like a little bit of a ring on the edge of the glass. Uh, you know, it, but it doesn't, not every beer has to have, you know, a three-inch, you know, big pillowy head uh, on top of it because sometimes the ingredients just don't allow for it. So it's, in, in terms of fairness to the entrant, I think it's important to be, to be careful with spicer, vegetable, and some of these categories to be sure you're really understanding what they say mm-hmm. so you're not knocking points off that shouldn't shouldn't be knocked off. Uh, flavor uh, gave the flavor 14 out of 20. Uh, initially, the flavor is malty, uh, nutty, hazelnut, uh, dark malt. Uh, some medium degree of coffee comes up right after. Uh, there's a low to medium bitterness that sort of just balances in mid-palate. Uh, which which is real nice. Uh, overall, I think this beer is just super well balanced. Uh, finish is medium in length. Uh, the coffee is a lot more noticeable than the caramel to me, but the caramel picks up 
in at the finish of the finish, which, which is kind of interesting. Uh, really well attenuated. Uh, I didn't get the green pepper. I, I got a hint of green pepper, but I didn't get it as much as Brian did. And that's just one of those things, probably like cilantro, right? Different people are sensitive to different flavors and different concentrations. And I'm not doubting that Cooper tasted it or that it was there. Uh, I think he made us, I, I may not be as sensitive to that as, as he is. Mostly in the nose, and it was again for somewhat fleeting. It it it, yeah. it was initial blast when I just I always smell the beer as soon after pouring as I can, and that's yeah. just the first impression that I got. And it, yeah. and it stuck in there, but it faded. So yeah, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, and I I I always smell it right when it opens. Also, yes, you are. I, I just didn't. <laughs> God is ass, I didn't, dude. I didn't quite get okay at the beginning myself, but it's. Maybe it's one of these things where you're just a little more sensitive to it than I am, and then, you know, that's fine. The green pepper? <clears throat> the, the, green, the green pepper. I got it immediately, um, but I've, I, it faded in the aroma for me, but yeah. not in the flavor. There and JP, a, you're more of a coffee guy, and maybe that's a thing that your maybe. your nose and your palate gets trained to if you're – because, like, you roasted your own coffee for a while, right? So you're, like, really familiar with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I worked at Starbucks, and so they sort of go through the tastings, and, you know, I, I bought, I was a coffee purchaser for a while, more beer, more coffee. So, you know, I've, I've, I've you know, I've tasted my fair share of coffees. Um, this, this for me, were you done, Char? Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm not quite done. All right, then get done, bro. Make it done. I <laughs> need to perform. Mouthfeel, five out of five. Right. Uh, body is medium, no warming. It's not creamy, but it doesn't have to be. There's not astringent, five out of five. Uh, overall impression, eight out of 10 for a total score of 40, which is excellent. Uh, I think the choice of the salted caramel was really smart uh, because, like I was saying earlier, it kind of complements what this beer is supposed to taste like. I never got the salt, but, you know, it, that's like a probably a water chemistry thing. The, the salt is probably just going to get absorbed yeah. into the... You know, it's just going to be like a yeast nutrient or something. It's not not going to give could, you a, yeah. a salty flavor. Um, we could easily fix that too. Out my my kitchen's right over there. I uh, got the salt shaker handy. We can see I, what it tastes like with salt. You know, exactly. But you know, I I thought it was really harmonious. Uh, I would have liked maybe a little more body, uh, and I think that might have maybe a little bit of like wheat malt or carafoam carapils might give you a not little not a lot like a little bit might give you a little more body and might give you a little more head and kind of kind of kill two birds with one stone there but yeah 40 out of 50 i really enjoyed it and i'm going to keep drinking this while we find out more about it thank you for sharing no problem yeah um okay for for me the the coffee I don't know. The the flavors are interesting. It is it is very interesting, but I think the coffee uh, I'm interested to see how you did it. I it, it I feel like it's sort of like a grind in the in the mash or something like that in the boil. And it's it's very tannic, very drying. Um so I feel like the coffee sort of lost. I think uh, it, for me the coffee just sort of transforms into this bell pepper, pepper sort of thing. It's, I don't get too much coffee, and I wonder if it's the mocha part of the flavorings or whatever sort of like blurs that line, but I don't get a whole lot of actual coffee coffee. Um, I get a lot of the caramel, which is very interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, and, you know, you can twist my arm and I'll say that it's that there's salt in there. I don't know. It's like um, one of those introductory coffee drinks where, like, they just put a little bit of coffee and then a ton of cream, <laughs> foam it up. No, I, I mean, it tastes really good. But no, it, I was curious because we, we keep coming up with this this flavor, too, the green pepper and talking about it sometimes. Yeah. And I, I mentioned that we were tasting especially porter to a uh, friend of the show, John Palmer. Uh, he was actually <laughs> guest on our homebrew clubs meeting the other night. So I had a little oh, cool. conversation going with him on, on, on uh, Facebook Messenger. And then I just said, what? You know where what it, where does this green pepper aroma come from? It was, you know, it was a really good beer. It's detracted a little bit from this specialty porter, and I didn't even say what kind of specialty porter it was. I just said I thought it was coming from the dark malts, but he said green pepper comes from oxidized coffee. It's not. It, I That's think, all he said. I think Palmer's said, wrong. Okay, I don't. I, well, it, I, it's not oxidized. It's 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 inherent within. 
the beans itself, there's a compound in there that sort of like has that green bell pepper. Not all beans have it. So it's like, you know, and especially Chris, you know, you said that, that these beans were roasted fresh, delivered. I'm sure you didn't let them sit out. You, you, you roasted them and, and whatever. So, um, so I don't think that it's oxidized. It, it, having a lot of coffee beers over the years and talking about it and, and, and doing all this stuff, I, I don't think it's oxidized coffee. It's either too much coffee or not the right roast level. Sometimes a lighter oh. roast level can, can bring these things that a darker roast level will cover up. So I I don't I, I don't I don't believe it's the oxidized part. Yeah. So well, and I started looking too. I started digging deeper on the you know interwebs and I found a Reddit that talks about um, just extracting too much out of the coffee can can bring on those kinds of flavors. If you get more than like twenty percent by weight of the coffee out into the liquid, that's when you're going to start extracting some of those harsher. You can. Um, yeah. Flavors or yeah. whatever else, other harsh flavors. It's but it's not. It's interesting because, like, just listening to other brewers talk about it or whatever, uh, I don't know if there's a hard, fast rule. I personally think it, it more depends on the, the type of bean, like the, the origin bean and the roast level. And I think if you have a, a decent bean like uh, like a Colombian, you know, sort of bean like a Sumatra or a, a Colombian or whatever, like a, like a beans that typically get roasted darker, you can put more in there. And you'll be fine at a darker, medium dark roast. But if you're going like a Kenya, which is typically light to medium light roast, if you want to try these blueberry flavors or whatever, I don't think you can put as much in there. But I, I, I you know, I, I don't know because uh, you know I'm stupid. I think but maybe, really maybe handsome, using, so it just works using, out. Yeah, yeah. More coffee for a shorter time might be your friend, and that's something you could. I think so with. too. But let's talk about it, Chris. What's up, dude? What's up with this oh, coffee? Well, Let's go. Let's talk about it. Okay. What's your recipe? So, uh, first, I'm going to start with the, with the recipe. Uh, it is, it was a 10 pounds of brewer's malt, two, uh, two row, uh, a 12 ounces of caramel, 10, uh, 12 ounces of chocolate malt, and then four ounces of black patent for a five and a half gallon batch. Wow, you used black patent. I didn't even... That was a, a very gentle hand with that because usually it's so accurate. I didn't get any of the any of that, which is usually why people don't like to use black patent. <laughs> yeah, I use very very little black patent. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now onto the now onto the coffee. Uh, it was it was fermented with um, Nottingham yeast. I think it, it finished off in like ten days. I racked it off into a keg. In that keg, I had a a cold press, and not a cold press, uh, but just cold brew coffee. Cold. It was four ounces of, of coffee and 24 ounces. This is why I think we made the mistake, is I went for the 24 hours, drained it off, dumped the coffee, refilled it, put the coffee uh, back in. So I uh, think I over-coffee. That's something that I've uh, changed. So- I'm, I'm making it again. With only one pass of the coffee. So okay, mm. well, so here's the other thing. I, I and I don't have much experience with cold brew coffee. So you you made the coffee, and you when you drink the coffee, or well, first of all, Chris, do you get the green pepper that we're talking about? No, I I didn't. Uh, okay. I've, I've had a, a a pint of it with dinner uh, tonight, and it's the longer that it sits in the keg the more coffee-like it gets. I could see that. So, I mean, that's yeah. it's probably a, de- a deterioration of the porter also that's contributing yeah. to some of that too. Um, so I'm going to back it off. Yeah, I mean, because if you're, I don't know, if you're double cold brewing, I don't know that that's it. Because it, 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 in my mind, it's like if you have if you have a pound of coffee beans that you put in the thing versus mm-hmm. half a pound of coffee beans that you put in the thing at one time, Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. If if it's coming from one source, I think you might have a, a more of a, a a chance to get this green pepper thing. But if you yeah. have a, two fresh sources that are small, I don't know that you're gonna. I don't know that you're gonna get that. I don't know. I don't know. It's too much. Send me the coffee. Send me the cold <laughs> brew. Let's try that too. <laughs> Fuck it. No, I'm just kidding. Um. And how? Okay. Also, just. Yeah, how blend much once it's in secondary and and decide what what ratio you want to put in there in secondary. Yeah. yeah. So how much cold brew did you put in again? 
It was 24 ounces 20, of cold brew coffee. 24 ounces in five gallons? Yes. That is a lot. That's 24 that total. Um, so I probably need to back it down to... I think you need to back it down. Like one pass. And then how, how do you... Yeah. And then what's your ratio for the cold brew? What do you mean? Like how many how much how many ounces of coffee it to was, water? Uh, it was four ounces of coffee in the four, in the twenty four ounces of water. Oh, JP's I'm, really. I'm, I'm, here. I'm trying to think about it, man. Too, I'm trying to think about like it was. I do, it was a Colombian. It was a Colombian roast. It was a medium grind. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's so. I would try. I mean. I don't know. I, I mean, listening to some of the shows that we've done on the session with people, they've had success with just, you know, whole beans in the fermenter or uh, like a French press roast uh, and letting those soak in the fermenter or doing a cold brew, you know, on on that. So, I, you know, I, I don't know, but you're not putting in the, in the thing, so it doesn't really matter. You're, you're doing the final process. Um I mean, I I would back down, try backing down by like a third, because it is sort of an overwhelming thing. I don't get a whole lot of the porter that Brian Shar was getting. It's kind of a bold, adventurous thing to do to put a flavored coffee in a beer, though, and just yeah. like, hey, let's yeah. throw caution okay. to the wind. Yeah, it's actually it's actually being done uh, for uh, the friend of a family that is really? the is the roaster. Uh, oh, we're cool. brewing up a batch of it, uh, and it's being sent to Ohio. And it's going to be in a shop. We're going to give away samples of it. That's tight. Oh, wow. I love it. That's cool, man. Um, what's the uh, and the the your friend the friend of the family roasted the coffee? Correct. What's the it's shop? Iron, Iron Bean. Iron Bean Coffee out of uh, uh, Ohio. Iron Bean Coffee. All right. Yeah, it's um. I I think I, Chris, honestly, man, I think that you have the right take. I think you. Yeah. I think there's too much coffee in it. I th- I think because it's giving such an intense caramel flavor. The only way you're getting that, it sounds like, is from the coffee. I mean, you put crystal malt on there too, but you know, whatever. Um, I don't get a whole lot of the base beer, and that's what I want to taste. Yeah. So I think a, I think crystal fifteen. It was pretty light too. So yeah. Yeah, I think I think 10. you're right. I think you're right. Ten. Yeah. Now, uh, now Zach probably has a friend of the family who owns a brewery and could like you know take this this recipe once you get it finally kind of perfected and and brew it on a commercial scale i'm just yeah. guessing here but maybe yeah, that's not. that that's something uh, that's uh, something that some ins and outs we'll get it figured out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you yes. know what tasting this again it does t- it tastes like a um like a, a candy coffee yes so yeah dude i would definitely so, back this dose out and what you could probably even do is take the beer ferment it just normally and then you could you can figure out your dosage with the cold brew afterwards, and then and then just do math. That's how math works. I think you can just do math, and then uh, you can go, okay, this is how much I need to preserve the beer flavor, but also let the coffee shine through. Because I do think that okay. caramel flavor is a good flavor. It it is complimentary. So the roaster is doing it justice on that. But I do think it's I I think it might be too much. Hey, so it now was I've got a week after. Yeah. It was excellent a week after. And then it just kept it, getting stronger and stronger. It's yeah. it's still yeah. excellent now. So there you go. But uh, yeah, I've got my fifty fifty blend now with, with Zach's uh, beer and Chris's mixed together. <laughs> Jesus, we're gonna see what this tastes like. All right. Yeah. What's that score? Uh, score it, Cooper. Let's go. As as what? Okay. I'm gonna wash everything out with this Pilsner from Crooked Lane. So that's all. Uh, oh my God! It's fifty point beer. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, do you have any questions for the boys? Uh, really, no. I think uh, we answered all the questions that I was looking for on, on this particular beer. Um, nice. Uh, you said, you know, add a little bit of carafoam, probably back down the coffee by like a third. Uh, any Anything else you think I should change on the recipe? Because I'm getting ready to brew it again. Turn it into a lot of salted. I would add salt uh, if you declare it as salted or just take that out of what you're declaring. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't declare salt because it doesn't add – it's just going to take away from you. And mm-hmm. if you add salt, I think it's going to make this beer go a direction you don't want it to go. I think you're right. Okay. That's very good. Yes, yes, because, yeah, salted it, caramel. There's, I, there's a reason why you don't add salt to beer unless you're 
freaking 22 and you're doing it to your friend and like you do that thing where it bubbles over at the bar. Uh, it's, I, I would take the salted out of the descriptor. Yeah. Agreed. Well, what I was going to, what I wanted to do is just, you know, put it as a coffee porter, but I wanted to have a, a description. Yeah. Maybe just, you know, have it, have it simplified. The caramel adds a lot to it, and that's really key to the beer. Like as I blended it mm-hmm. with Zach's beer, it's it's not the caramel is is more missing, and it's just like well, okay, it's just a nice porter with a little caramelly edge to it, but not yeah. not as balanced. So, yeah, you got to be careful pulling the coffee too too far back because you're gonna you're gonna weld the car- caramel strong enough that it'll stand up to that. So yeah, and maybe yeah, I mean the I don't know. The, I mean the black patent is an interesting twist too. I don't know that <laughs> you know you can. The way your restraint with it was is is um, uh, commendable, but wow, yeah. yeah, that's a dangerous line to tread. I think. Yeah, well, I yeah, think that was the, that's a recipe that I've been working on for um, probably about fifteen years. Wow. Well, I, I I wonder if you're you're pulling back on the patent, you, you or you're pulling back on the coffee. I wonder if you're not going to have to pull back on the patent also, and I wonder if yeah. the patent is sort of affecting the coffee flavor in a certain way because it for me. I've had beers that have too much patent in it and it they taste like green bell pepper. So it might be it might be a combination of those two things. I think for for me, I would love to see you do this beer four different times. To really dial it in. Because I think that there's a lot of things at play that can throw it. I think JP, I think you're really right about the black patent because it didn't Chrissy did a good job with being very restrained with it, where it didn't come across like you're licking a campfire yeah. uh, or like ashes or like it, it can be even a little bit too much. You can just turn a beer into like, uh, I, I thought I put all the ashtrays out like in 1985. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there might be some interaction with the coffee that we're just not thinking about. Yeah. How old is this beer, Chris? Uh, it was when was it was brewed on uh, like the middle of about the end of February. Oh, that's not that old. Okay, no, yeah. I mean, there is also something to be said for coffee beers being consumed fresh, and I know that you know as a result of the show, it's just, it's hard to like get that you know whatever. But uh, you know. As things age, uh, someone in the chat, Paul in the chat, dropped a, an article we should we should look at. But he says, green pepper tends to show us beer ages in my experience judging them. It seems to be more related to dark coffees and over-extracted coffees. Yeah, I disagree with the dark coffee thing. But over-extracted, yes. Over-extracted, and it's, it's the extract time, and it's the roast level, and it's the bean. And you, you got you to gotta find that line. That's why I'm saying, Chris, I think, you, I think you're going to brew this a couple of times to really dial it in. So oh, yeah, I mean maybe, but I maybe think it's worth it. almost the same, almost the same amount of coffee with uh, just less water going through it, and yeah. and just make a really rich coffee, and then um, you know blend it in with that. It's gonna, you're going to get less extraction, maybe just some warmer, just nicer coffee flavors. The best, the best coffee beer I still will to this day ever had is the um, Red Hook Double, the fu- double fucking stat. Whatever the fuck it was, it was made with Starbucks yeah. Italian roast coffee, and it was it was a double strength. I remember that beer. It was and it good. Was, came in that twenty-two ounce bomber, yes. and that shit was amazing. It was good. Double <laughs> yeah. strength Italian roast because Italian roast can yeah. be sweet, and this is what I mean with roast levels. It 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 matters, and the beans matter, and it just anyway. You'll get it, Chris. But uh, brew it oh, again. Definitely. Send it in, man. Yeah, well, I'll brew it again. Send it in. Maybe brew like you know a, a huge huge batch, split it four ways, and then do it. Label them and send them. Do it, man. We'd love we'd love to uh, participate in that. Sounds good. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, everybody. We're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap up. It's Doctor Homebrew. Hang tight. We'll be uh, we'll be back to uh, to tuck you in for a long night. Uh, I don't know, whatever. The leader in affordable, high quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine or even cocktails with nitrogen. 
The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. Thanks for hanging on. It's Dr. Homebrew. We're going to wrap things up. Chris, Zach, thank you guys for uh, sending in beers. I really, really appreciate it, man. Uh, men's, man's, man's, brothers. Brothers. Is, they're the, the Porter brothers. Yeah, the Porter the brothers. brothers. That's right. Porter brothers. That's right. We're going to collaborate on an English-American uh, coffee porter. But really, it's going to be a lager for JP because he is cool and hard to please. Um, uh, anybody if, else wants to send us a coffee porter or any other kind of beer or a regular go. American porter? Uh, need to make JP talk about coffee for an hour. Uh, I'll do it. Email to Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, Fucking threaten me with a good time. For a while, I was the only uh, Brian on this show. And, and since we've added a Brian, but he's okay. We'll keep him. That's right. Thank um, you. But, eh. I We're ready my to take right. some more beers. Yeah. <laughs> we can get some more beers in this summer and uh, have some fun. Yeah. You know, coming out of COVID, brew with your friends who are vaccinated and, and uh, do a collab beer. And, you know, we, we can have joint entries on as well. Whatever. It's all Yeah, whatever you guys want. Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. That is the email Addy to use. Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. We will take mead. Cider, kombucha, hard seltzer, uh, no, soft seltzer. I don't seltzer. give a no. shit, dude. Give me soft, whatever soft seltzer is. Um, uh, if you're sending in wine, I like a good rosé. I like a good pinot. So if you got some of that shit, send it my way. Um, and fermented if, vegetables. Yeah, fermented whatever, no. man. And if and if no. if you are sending in wine, I promise you, we will get a qualified wine person on. To do this, it's not going to be just oh, you know, paid the hundred thousand dollars in shipping to get us. That's not what it's going to be. So uh, send in your your stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, also, listen to everything else that the Brewing Network has to offer. We are still pro, you know pumping out shows. I talked to Justin today, honestly, for a little bit, which was kind of nice. It was interesting. Um, we're still not ready to get back into the studio just yet, so this whole format is still going to stick around for all of the shows. But soon, hopefully, we'll be back together. Uh, you know, uh, doing the content that you guys uh, you know love. So uh, thanks for 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 sticking with us through COVID, through the lockdown stuff, and uh, hopefully, as everybody opens up, you know, and uh, everyone gets vaccinated, we can we can sort of move forward and, and pretend like this ugly year never happened or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Chris, Zach, thanks again. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you guys later.